0: Dude,
1: let's go get let's go get no fear stick and poke tattoos i'm down
0: and maybe a monster maybe a monster energy drink tattoo
1: but we have to give them to each other i think oh man all right what the fuck are we even talking about just warming uh, up, baby. why don't we just uh why don't we just start a podcast uh Gearbuds podcast episode 57 super stoked because we've got another amazing guest this week we have my friend and yours mr jason millbank on the phone hello my mm, friend hello yeah <laughs> what up yeah
2: here yeah. oh so,
1: for those who don't know, through all the James Hetfield yelling, uh, my, my friend Jason here, he plays guitar incredibly well. He does that in some bands like his his project, The View of the Life, as well as Senses Fail, and I know you do some stuff with that band, A Wilhelm Scream, and I'm sure there's some other shit that I will bother you about a bit later, but before we get into all that, let's just dive right on into our segments here. So, first up is The Symphony of Corrections. Uh, weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes uh this is also where jason i would actually gift you with uh the gift of a tone tube should you be in my living room with us here but unfortunately we are spread across the city so i'm just gonna have to hit you up with one of those as soon as i can touch you again uh, hopefully you soon. know just want to yeah well uh f- sooner rather than later for sure i uh, you know i want to take a moment here to just to just thank the listeners and 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 really express a little bit of gratitude. Our numbers have been have been kind of climbing a lot recently. So welcome to the to the machine here. Uh, If you go back and listen, like you know, we weren't that good in the beginning. So maybe start around like I don't know episode six or something. But uh, (laughs) thanks thanks for checking us out. Uh, As always, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Dave, you're man, you've just been killing it on Facebook lately. I gotta say it.
0: Yeah, I mean, as as much as I despise going on Facebook, I don't mind uh, making the time to just do a fun little post every day. for uh, for the people, just a fun little post. Yeah, nothing, nothing too serious. Try to keep it light, you know. Try to brighten people's days, you know.
1: Yeah, and uh, I noticed you you posted that one. Uh, it was a Fender ad with a with a right guitar. Yeah, wasn't that cool? In it, that was cool. I and thought, I and I love that the comments where people are like, "Oh God, I think that's the point." It's like we know that. Yeah, the I know point. that's we not point. we're not we're <laughs> stoned, but we're not that stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. <laughs> Um, no, that's what was cool about Fender at the time
0: was their marketing was just they had one creative director. I forget his name. I've mentioned it before, but it's uh, he's just he he really changed the game of, of marketing and uh, advertising for those guys. So,
1: yeah, he's like uh, he's like a Don Draper of yeah, shred very much. And I think I was
0: watching Mad Men when I when I first heard about that and I was like, oh, OK, so he's kind of like that. Got it
1: delightful that's just a delightful anecdote uh subscribe spotify apple podcast stitcher oh and i uh just migrated uh with google you used to have the podcast through the old google play thing and now they have their own separate thing called google podcasts and i had to like migrate some stuff and they're taking it more seriously now so if you're an android person you know i'm sorry about you but at least now you can go listen on google podcasts uh been i've been updating the old uh, gearbudspodcast.com slash free dash stuff with all the sweet rona giveaways that people are doing right now and i wanted to call out a couple that are super fucking cool uh valhalla who makes plugins uh put out their super massive for free which is this like kind of demented delay reverb feedback plugin thing so definitely go download that because it's super cool and free and then um I think it's through Spitfire Audio. The BBC Symphony has released sort of like a pared down version of their giant uh, sound library, and, and the sounds are amazing. And you can also get those for free. They're selling it for 50 bucks, but if you, like, jump through a couple hoops and give them your email address, they'll give it to you for free. So just, like, do that because the sounds are really good. Um, and you can, uh, you can get some free BBC up in your computer um a couple more things to mention here uh just to just to put a little little bow on it we were talking about the balthazar amps uh recording and demoing and all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. that i've been doing recently and i'm super stoked man because the project is complete wow congrats man yeah Thanks. Yeah. It's been, it's been a labor of love. It's been a few months of work. Uh, just, yeah, a couple of days ago delivered all the final videos. I, I, I can't remember. I'm not sure if they're all out yet, but, um, 10 videos of all sorts of different demos with that beautiful, beautiful amp, uh, which now belongs to me. And so I'm super fucking stoked about that too. <laughs> Even cooler. Yeah, dude. Um, wanted to wish a quick little uh, little happy birthday uh, to Mr. Bob Moog. Celebrate what would be celebrating his birthday today. Oh, wow. Uh, which is, what well, is today? Saturday? I don't know. It's just, it's Rona Day. Yeah. Um, it's a weekend. So happy birthday to, to Bob and his legacy. And then finally, I just wanted to, I just kind of want a bellyache for a minute if you guys are okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, unfortunate timing, I managed to break my phone this week. Whoa. And um, yeah, it was. I mean, not fully broken. Like, and, and frankly, I, I have an iPhone X, and I've dropped it at least four hundred times, and nothing ever happened. Um, this time, it just caught the base of. I've got a a couple latch lake stands, which are super fancy recording stands, but have like big, real heavy. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what they are. Like stone Steel. bases. Yeah, and um, it just caught the corner right. The, the screen didn't crack, but it, it just sent this nice, super bright light band of light down the screen like vertically so it take taking up at least a solid 40 percent of the screen Ooh. i tried to live with it for a day i was like oh, i can't fucking do this so i had to get it repaired yeah and uh you know go on the old apple website or they I, I i guess my apple care had run out of course it had and uh it was like 550 dollars to replace the screen i was like well i'm uh. gonna just i'm gonna see what other options i've got out there so i found a, a, actually a shop right on chicago right by me locally um that you know does screen repair and cell phone repair and all that kind of shit was open so i was like you know what i'm a patriot i'm a hero i'm gonna support this local business mm-hmm. so um you know they sent them an email they're like yeah you can bring it in tomorrow it'll be 150 bucks i was like no big deal 150 bucks that sounds great they got it done in like 45 minutes it was wonderful
0: wow while you waited they didn't have it for like a week or something like that that's amazing no
1: no i yeah i just went i walked because i mean it's seriously like a 10 minute less than five, no like five minute walk from my front door so i just walked home and then walked back again and and out and, and i'm super happy with the service they were great I, I this is where i have to bellyache a little bit though because i've got to say the screen just isn't as good like oh really you know i i think if if maybe somebody else who wasn't you know using an iphone x for 20 hours a day like i am right now uh looked at it they might not be able to tell the difference it still looks clean and clear and crisp and all that stuff but it's just like there's this weird ghosting that's going on the colors are a little bit off Mm. and my phone's acting a little glitchy man so i'm like i don't know what to do do i like do i do i take it back do i do i get the actual apple screen like what do i what do i do because i just i don't know if i can live with this
0: yeah i don't know can you buy like the apple screen like on you know online somewhere just the just the glass i I haven't i haven't investigated yet i don't probably Maybe they'll do it if you take them the you know if you bring them the part. I don't know. Some places. Are about oh, that. like
1: bringing my own parts. I see what you're saying. Some.
0: I mean, some places
1: are totally against that, but because um,
0: they want to sell you the part, obviously. but yeah. they, It might, might be worth looking into. I'd call them if it's not working right.
1: You should probably give them a give them a shout it's just a little it's just like a little buggy every once in a while it's not it's not broken or anything it's just i don't know and and this is such like a stupid annoying thing to complain about but also this is probably a stupid annoying podcast for a lot of people because we talk about guitars and shit so whatever <laughs> uh i just i don't know man i like it's it's just kind of a bummer to know what i'm missing out on. I, I i honestly what i kind of think i'm gonna do is just wait until whenever the next one comes out and then just sell this one because so i can be done with it but like yeah. I don't know. When is that going to be? Man? Did you think about making like, new phones?
0: Uh, did you think about downgrading like doing like, you know, a previous generation phone just I mean, for the time. Who are being? you talking to right? I here? know. I know you've got the nicest phone. I'm still rocking the seven, the seven or whatever. And that thing has been working great.
1: I have, I have, I have an iPhone 6s that was my last phone. That's like my backup. Yeah. Um, but you wouldn't. Yeah. But I don't, not gonna. I, I'm not, I'm But not about to do that. Man. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> So that was that was my little uh, my little my little buds buds annoying uh, complaint session there. Well, good luck so. with that, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, whatever. That's enough of that. Let's uh, let's go to my favorite segment, Dave's Docs.
0: Yeah, man. Um, you know, it's. I think I ta- I start talking about this every week. I, I'm running out of docs. Um, kind of. You know, uh, it's 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 one of those things where there's there's only so many out there. Um, and there's only so many, like, that I actually want to watch. Um, but I found a really good one about our old friend, not really friend, but old uh, David Bowie. I don't know if you guys are David Bowie fans or not. I actually uh, did. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Um, I've never really, you know, I i don't know. I, I never really knew about his life and kind of, you know, the, uh, like, the early days of, you know, Spiders from Mars and, you know, the Ziggy Stardust, all that fun stuff. Um it, it was fascinating. It was. It's called Sound and Vision. Um, it's on YouTube, so anybody can watch it. Um, full length doc, basically starting from when he was a kid, all the way up through. He was in a lot of bands, man. That that's kind of the, the thing that not a lot of people know about Bowie is he. He grinded, man. He was in bands. You know, started off as a side guy playing like saxophone, I think, for some guys. Wait, do like, you mean
1: did, did he grind like like rails? No, like on did bla- he shred like on blades on blades. <laughs> He grinded rails. I
0: mean, that's one way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, different exactly. kind of rail. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, man, really good doc. Just kind of the full, it doesn't go all the way to the end because I think it was made in probably the late nineties, um, maybe 2000 or something. So doesn't have his death and you know, the, the final album and everything. Um, but just, oh, yeah. but a freaking awesome movie, man. Um, you know, I didn't, there was a lot I didn't realize. I didn't know, you know how he has two different color eyes, right? I mean, Some people what's that called? There's a word for that. Well, he doesn't have that condition. He got punched in the eye when he was a kid he got into a fight he got into a fight with his best friend over a girl and um punched in the eye he was in the hospital for like three well they had three surgeries he was out of school for like three months and they just basically were like you're his his eye isn't really a different color his pupils just dilated bigger in one side so that was kind of just the uh the takeaway from like the surgeries and everything that he had to do which it was kind of funny i was watching it with mandy and she's like i didn't know that he even had different color eyes and i was like come on
1: and Steve well, you know what? Honestly, dude, my takeaway from that story is that um, for the parents that we have listening, um, you know, any of our... our our fans with children, um, just punch your kid in the eye and then they'll turn out to be like David Bowie. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing so. about it. Cause like he was so, he was so into like wanting to like look different
0: and like stand out and stuff. So he ended up, that guy ended up becoming like his best friend and he was basically like, dude, thank you for punching me in the eye. It made me look totally different. And now I look really cool when I'm like playing in these bands and dressing crazy and all that shit. And so he, he kind of, that was like one of the really early things that happened. I think it happened when he was like 12 or 13 years old um dang so that was really cool you know didn't know didn't know that much about um like the Ziggy Stardust era and everything how he basically became more more famous with those guys and then he had to retire it like on stage at his last show playing with them he's like I'm never doing this again and people are like what and then it was kind of a thing where like his character outgrew himself you know so um you know that's that's the the sum of the early stuff there you know I won't I won't bore oh, yeah. you guys for too long, but uh, "Sound and Vision," David
1: Bowie. It's on, on YouTube, available to all. All right, so Jason, um, I'm, are you are you are you a Bowie man? You know, I appreciate what he
2: did, and I appreciate how weird he is, or was. But uh, I never really dove into the music all that yeah, much.
0: That's how I was too, man. I didn't know, like I knew the singles, you, you know, you know the songs you hear on the radio, but. Um, I think it was, it's neat how everybody, you can kind of, everybody appreciates David Bowie. Like if someone's like, man, fuck that guy. It's like, all right, you know, we, I can't be your friend because you're just like closed minded and crazy. Um, But pretty much every famous band that ever ended up coming out ever had something to do with some kind of influence from, from DB.
2: So. Oh, I was going to say he was, he was involved in uh, what I believe to be one of the greatest music videos of all time. Dancing in the street? Oh yeah.
0: Dude. If you haven't seen dancing on the, the sp- Street The Dance in the Street Video with Mick Jagger, it is. They showed a clip of it, but they, they, they went away from it pretty quick. It was about five <laughs> seconds of, of showing that. And they're so close that they could be kissing. It's,
1: it's hysterical. Have you seen it, Henry? I, you know, I'm pro- I'm sure I have, but I, I can't picture it. It's so, just so I know what I'm doing after it's we're done here. It's
0: everything 80s. It's only the two of them. And they're just, like, gallivanting around in, like, an alley. Oh, it's it's hysterical. Giant trench coats. That's hot. Yeah, yeah
2: and slow-mo shots of, like, doing cool jumps downstairs. Mm-hmm. A lot of <laughs> oh, jumps. A
0: lot, lot of poses. It's, like, everything 80s all wrapped into one video. It's, it's so great. Um, That's delightful. Yeah, so. And, uh, uh, Jason, I was going to ask you, are you a fan of music docs? Do you have any that you want to recommend to me and/or our listeners?
2: I actually haven't watched any in a pretty long time. There, there's a few I've been meaning to watch, which I'm sure you guys have already probably seen. There was a
1: that hired guns doc that I've been meaning to watch. Oh hell yeah, dude! Mm-hmm. There's a couple. One? There's a couple of those that are really good. That's great. Yeah.
2: There was another one. Uh, it was on the the wrecking crew. Yep. The dudes from the 60s. Those are the two that are on the top of my list to watch that I've been uh, putting off for a while. But i got to dive into those. But I haven't seen, I haven't watched, I watched Tiger King. He was a musician.
0: (laughs) That's a good point. Can I, Henry, can I use
2: that for next
0: week?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) Only because it it turns out that he actually didn't do any of the same. I know. Remember that came out
0: a few weeks later? It was like somebody else did all that. And it was like, wait, that, that kind of broke my heart a little bit.
1: I fake also, it until you make it, man. Can, you, can mm-hmm. you guys believe? Like honestly, that feels like four lifetimes ago that I watched that shit. Like, mm-hmm. what seriously? Like how? Like what is time? What is yeah. time? Yeah, what I did don't that even know.
0: Came out like two months ago, and it feels
1: like a I year think ago? so. Yeah, less. I think it was less than two months ago. Yeah, that's whatever. insane. Fucking crazy town. dude solid dave's doc hey last question uh and i feel like we've forgotten about this uh can you give me a completely arbitrary uh rating on a totally random scale
0: yeah yeah um yeah i can i'm gonna give it man it was good it was brief i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it seven and a half out of ten wonky eyes nice so there you go hell yeah dude i was almost gonna do Seven out of ten rails of cocaine, but I don't know if that's <laughs>
1: That's actually that's way better. That's, <laughs> okay, that's what we're, we're gonna go. go with.
0: Who only does seven out of ten?
1: You know. Yeah, not a real. Not, I mean, nobody likes a quitter. Exactly. Who? All right. We're well, burning. Shit, dudes! I am gonna. I'm gonna jump into Riff Library, uh, which. Uh, it used to be the segment where I talked about a different music book every week, but, I mean, who the fuck has the time to read that many music books? And so now it's where I talk about a different album every week. And this one, um, you know, the, the the reason for my selection is twofold. Uh, one is, is the guest that we have uh, so, so graciously joining us this week, and also because I've been playing a lot of video games lately. And the uh, record that I'm holding in my hands right now is just titled The Legend of Zelda, and it is by... Uh, the band bit brigade uh-huh. so for those who may or may not be familiar bit, bit brigade i honestly don't know much about them personally but basically they're just like a four-piece sort of like vaguely hard rock metal-ish group that does um video game soundtracks and shit so it. like um this one is two sides it's got 24 tracks from Legend of Zelda, uh, Zelda 2 Adventure, Link, Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, and Ocarina of Time, um, and it just it just rips. It's just like harmonized guitars and, and some like fun shreddy drums and, and and some you know distorted bass just like ripping through a bunch of your favorite Zelda tunes. Oh
0: wow! Um, do they play them yeah, like? Super- do they play them like to a T? Like you know, pretty much dead on.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, you know, you would never think you're listening to like the original well, NES yeah. chip or something sure, like that. Sure. You know, it's it sounds like a, a rock band doing it. But yeah, I mean, f- they're they're pretty much just like playing the the arrangements. You know, sometimes it's like a little sped up for energy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like pr- it's pretty much like to to the note. Um, but of course, as as one would hope, uh, the vinyl itself is uh is gold, and the <laughs> slip uh, the slip uh, is is gold as well. So that's pretty badass. Um, and it's got like some sort of almost hand drawn. Looking at artwork, it's. It, I think this record's pretty rare and probably sort of valuable now. Um, but I did notice that you can actually go and listen to it on Spotify, which was not always the case. Cool. Um, so I'll throw that in the old uh, the old playlist that I, I keep together of all the uh, the Gearbuds recommendations. But yeah, man, check it out, Bit Brigade, The Legend of Zelda, uh, on your old turntable or, or computer. And I, Jason, I want to ask you because I know, I mean, I know you're a fellow Zelda man. Um, if you could only play 3d or 2d type zeldas for the rest of your life what would you choose Mm. i know this is a tough one and i honestly don't know how how i would answer it myself i as much as i don't
2: want to give this answer because i feel like i'm losing out on all of the nostalgia i'd have probably go 3d
1: okay strictly strictly um, strictly for
2: what's the game it's just ocarina of time because that's got yeah. everything for me it's it's a longer game and it's got the nostalgia in there because dude i remember getting that game on christmas it's still probably the best christmas i've ever had <laughs> so how could it not be honestly you know you blown that cartridge you put it into your 64 and
1: magic boom yeah crank out that ram expansion i don't know if that actually does anything for that game not i'm saying it out loud but whatever but yeah i did yeah I, did. I don't know it's tough yeah i did just replay
2: uh link's awakening and that game's great so i'd miss did out you, on that did you do it, it on so.
1: did you do it on switch or did you do it on the in the old game boy i
2: did it on switch yeah dude, the new the new so re- re- re-issue, whatever. Remaster. And that's almost
1: that feels kind of like cheating too because it has a 3d aesthetic but it's still a 2d you know top-down game but man that game's fucking awesome yeah it was it's i i i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that that the original is the the best game boy game that ever came out nice. the original link's awakening yes i could agree with that first uh, that might have been yeah, the
2: dude. first game i ever had because i got the big old chunky game boy that came with link's awakening
1: See, yeah, I've, I've still got mine from when I was, I don't know, like four or five. or, or No, I think it was, yeah, I was like five probably. Um, but I don't have any of the game. The only game that I somehow still have is Paperboy, which is like that game's not great. <laughs> that
0: game's hard, man.
1: It's hard as fuck. Yeah, you get sick of chucking papers real fast. Yeah, and that <laughs> damn dog
0: gets in the way all the time. <laughs>
1: Oh well, that's been uh, that's been video game time, and uh, I'm gonna jump into future gear. And I've only got uh, really one thing that I want to talk about uh, in future gear, and that uh, and that thing has a little something to do with our friend Jason here. And that's because I want to talk about this new pedal that came out. Honestly, like I I didn't. I'm, first of all, I'm upset that you didn't tell me about this happening before it came out. Uh, but so uh, it's basically it's sort of like a, a sweet ass tube screamer made in conjunction with my favorite instagram account rigs of dad uh, jason oh. we'll tell like what was the, what's the deal man like what happened what's the, what's up with this pedal uh, are you talking about the Koog screamer what's dude what's up with this pedal uh, what's not up
2: with it it's got <laughs> dude it's got everything three tone knobs on off switch input and output jack little dealio spot for your power adapter what yeah, shit really thought of
1: everything dude i mean it's it's like if you ever were like you know i need to i need to make my tubes scream and i want to do it uh while while wearing a rigs of dad shirt like i have uh <laughs> i think you should probably you should probably check out the Koog screamer who, you ma- probably who makes should. it
0: who makes it henry
2: music exchange oh yeah i think this is the very first they built like, it yeah I- Whoa. Well, I didn't. Somebody built it. It was built, and now it's 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 under the CME Actually, li- line of petals. No, I believe
1: it doesn't. I mean, I think it just sort of fell out of a tone tree. Like it was like some, when you harvest apples, uh, yes. it just sort of came fully formed, plucked from from the tone tree on Tone Mountain. Yeah, from uh, the Koog bush, and from 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 a flaming Koog bush, <laughs> and uh, you cr- just crack a couple cold ones and and make your tube scream. Uh, I don't know. I, I cracked up. you guys have to watch the video. Uh, i't like do you still have the goatee? Like what like what's going on? No, uh, so my girlfriend was not a big fan of that
2: look. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I looked killer. Like I felt great. Honestly, putting on that outfit is the best I've felt in a very long time. I felt comfortable. it felt right.
1: Weren't, w- w- weren't they all Levex clothes? Yes. That's even better. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to, like, I'll put it in, like, the Instagram story or something. You guys got to see this video. It's incredible. It's just, like, just like all pinch harmonics and just all hardcore riffing. Uh, and, with, and
2: with like, screamer. all jokes aside, the pedal's sick. Like, we, we just put it on a clean amp and just kind of went for it. And you can make that thing, like, rock pretty hard
1: fuck yeah oh yeah dude well i'm i'm i was just so delighted to to have seen that and then also (laughs) just that you know our our good friends at chicago music exchange are are putting out some pedals so that's pretty neat that's cool um one other thing i want to quickly mention that i i just want to get your i want to get y'all's takes on this i read that in certain areas guitar center is reopening like it's already reopened hmm Like, would you guys want to go to Guitar Center in Shred Stairway right now? Like, how do you feel about that that happening? I mean, I didn't... Yeah.
2: Go for it. Go
0: ahead. No, please.
2: Uh, Well, I was going to say, if there's one thing I love doing during a uh, pandemic of a highly contagious disease, it's going in and touching a bunch of stuff that other people have
1: touched. Yeah, right?
2: Uh, So... That's about where my head's at.
0: Yeah. I, without saying anything too mean, I didn't really want to go to Guitar Center before the pandemic. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you know, that's Well, I'm much. sure the CEO of GC is listening to this right now. So yeah. you know, get fucked. Shout out. Yeah. I don't... Man, it's weird because, like, obviously, we are the people right now that, like, should probably theoretically want this to happen the most right because like we love gear and playing guitars and Mm -hmm. and guitar stores and all that shit but man this like reading that made me feel kind of sick to my stomach
0: well i think i I could i could see it for like the necessities like if they're like you know you need some strings if you broke a string and you gotta wait for amazon which is slow you know slower than usual right now anyways you know you're gonna be waiting maybe up to a week for for some strings oh or, or something. bro
1: i'm all about curbside service right yeah. now like you need i i actually need i do need strings right now and i was just thinking about that like what yeah. up, how am i gonna approach it and like i would much rather just you know contact my favorite local store and then and and then figure out a way either for them to ship it which usually only takes a couple days sure. or see if i can go pick it up but like i have no interest in going in an enclosed space Mm-mm. with With like, I, I, yes, there, there are going to be certain things in in place, like it's only a certain amount of customers allowed at any time or whatever. But like, yeah, to your point, Jason, like, the the whole business model is predicated on touching stuff that a bunch of other people (laughs) touched,
2: and it's not like you can like disinfect
1: the guitar or spray yeah. wipe them down with hand sanitizer or I wouldn't
0: recommend it no
1: <laughs> yeah here hand, hand me that custom shop strat yeah uh, and then let me spray fucking Lysol yeah, all over right it really on the rosewood that'd you. be great yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually that's a that's a treatment uh that uh, i learned about on you, <laughs> you spray it with fucking hand sanitizer oh god if you want to ruin it yeah yeah that's oh. a tough one i so,
0: didn't i didn't hear that that they were opening. yeah
1: I'm, I'm i don't know i was feeling a little crazy i'm glad to hear y'all are basically on the on the same page as me here because I don't know. It's like yes, I I want the music industry to do well. It it is, it is in fact it is doing well. The number, numbers are saying that it's doing well. Of yeah. course e-commerce, but um I don't know. I just like this all this stuff just like open and feels a little premature to me and a little scary and, yeah. and I hope it doesn't mean we have to stay inside even longer than I, we would. I I doubt
0: otherwise. the Chicago one. Like I could see if like, you know, maybe in some state, I don't know, who's not experiencing it as bad as like we are in this in this great city you know are like look there's no other guitar stores if, the, if guitar center is the only guitar store within 40 miles of you know of of an area and they want to do some kind of you know make it safe uh, don't let too many people in at a time if you need something maybe they take orders maybe do cur- curbside pickup but um you know i i don't see the one in chicago opening that
1: would be that would be no. insane yeah. No, it is totally a state by state sure. thing and um, and but I yeah and and I think you're right everything you said I just I don't know where going in and trying <laughs> out a bunch a of epiphones, <laughs> plugging into some s- solid state marshals is going to is going to be a, yeah. a necessity right now that no. just that just feels feels goofy to me yeah so. I, t- I totally agree man yeah that's i hope i don't know i hope nothing bad comes from that because i love i love our our guitar players and our and our gear friends but just like i don't know that just i don't i don't like that news very much <laughs> what i do like is moving along into the next segment and this is where we start to dig into our friend Jason, a little bit more here, and that is uh, with a segment that we like to call a couple two tree randos, where I just ask you a couple two tree rando questions and get you get some quick answers from you. So, uh, first question question, Jason, uh, if you could swap places with any band member, any band, past or present, living or dead, regardless of talent or anything like that, who would it be and why? Mm. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Okay, I'm just gonna give you the first the first thing that pops in my head. I'm not gonna think about yes. it too hard. Yeah. So perfect. I got two answers. First one,
1: Bach. Like Whoa. Johann Sebastian, or, yeah, or uh, Johann Sebastian okay. Bach. Let, let Let's hear it. Wow, Why? that's awesome,
2: dude. Because he's a shredder. <laughs> <laughs> dude, have you heard some of his stuff? it's gnarly I,
1: I might have heard i might have fucked with the fifth symphony a little bit you know you know i mean you're you're right it's it's super gnarly you want to get into a little little contrapuntual composition uh, yeah and you, man you
2: gotta think like in back when he was doing his thing and he was going and like shredding organ and i don't know, know some massive cathedral
1: oh, it's gotta awesome. it's gotta be sick dude that is super sick uh, sub question are we talking pre or post deafness Wait, Bach? Yeah, dude. Are you thinking of Beethoven? Was Beethoven the deaf I'm, one? Oh, bro, bro, that was told That was big old, big, big old faux right Talking there. About I, I just, bro. I was just getting a little, little Beethoven right there. They were all,
0: <laughs> weren't they? All young, or was that also just Beethoven? Like, weren't they like? Wasn't he like thirteen years old or something like that, Is that Mozart remember? was
1: super young when yeah, he started comp- was, composing? Yeah,
0: That's pretty cool. Whoa, what a wow. crazy answer, okay. man! That's awesome. I love cool, that uh,
1: cool job, me fucking that one up. Well, who's number two? So
2: just. First one that popped in my head would be Neil Sean. Journey's own. Okay. Why is that? Because I love big, massive arena rock. And I feel like they just like journeys, the arena rock band. That being said, I I feel that. I'm not gonna argue with that. I don't. There's a lot of journey songs that if I never heard them again for the rest of my life, I'd be very okay with that. Mm hmm. But,
1: look, I'm a big white Sox fan, okay and like even I can't listen to don't stop Believing anymore despite that being the theme song to our 2005 World Series championship.
2: Yeah, but you gotta think like I don't know, you're playing that in an arena. fireworks are going off. Yeah. crowd's probably hyped. You got Randy Jackson playing a
1: headless bass or something? Oh yeah, oh dude. Signing samurai swords, playing a yes. playing a Gibson Les Paul with a Floyd Rose on it. <laughs>
2: Dude. Yeah,
1: and I mean he's also the only guitar player in that band. I think, oh. I think so too. Also, uh, he played in Santana's band, so that's pretty fucking rad. Oh, that's right. That's right. Ah, uh, I, I got another. Answer. I got another. It's too many answers. Let's hear one Keep more. You coming, got three. Yeah. Vivian Campbell. Oh, okay. That'd uh, be another one.
2: I know. I mean, Vivian like. Know who that is. I, he so he plays in Def Leppard now, but he, yeah, I was
1: gonna say that's what I think he's most known for. But what did he do originally? He so he
2: played. He also played in Thin Lizzy, Whitesnake, and Dio.
1: Oh shit! Whoa. Whoa.
2: So he like he wrote Holy Diver.
1: Oh. No shit! Oh, I did not know that.
2: He, he's the dude who did like Rainbow in the Dark, like all those early Dio records. That's all him.
1: Dude, wow! Oh, he's seen it all. Yeah. Whoa. I think you just nailed harder than possibly I even thought that question could be nailed yeah. with three. And I was going to – and I got to tell you, I had two that I would have guessed for you. Uh, one being Celine Dion. Ugh, uh, I didn't even the
2: think
1: – yeah. The other being Dimebag.
2: Dimebag would be sick. I didn't even see – just I didn't even think about going with the female route.
1: God. Well, I I mean, maybe up. I know you better than you know yourself. I know. Uh, although, I've got to say really quick, so um, just quick little side tangent. Man, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this before or care about it nearly as much as I do, but earlier today I saw a video of, I think they were, it was Pantera on their I believe it was the Vulgar Display of Power Tour, and jason newstead uh, was still in metallica at the time mm-hmm. and was in the crowd or maybe backstage or however they had it and they called him out on stage and live and on this like sort of decently produced video i watched them play live with jason newstead seek and destroy uh which was fucking badass so on cool. him on bass and then and then phil Anselmo and Dimebag switched so dime sang and phil played guitar for metallica's motor breath which oh. was fucking crazy i didn't even know phil played guitar and then like you know kind of ripped this metallica song and then they closed it out i believe it was primal concrete sledge and it was just like the coolest shit ever i'm so happy that this is now on the internet because it fucking rules i gotta see that man
0: that's awesome. yeah yeah
1: yeah it's and and dime singing was badass i've also gotta say look look i mean it's no secret i love metallica a whole lot especially the early stuff but like you know kirk Kirk's soloing was nothing touching on what Dimebag could do, and to watch Dimebag live, rip a like thousand percent cooler solo over Seek and Destroy than like what they even you know put on the record was fucking rad and worth the price of admission alone. So, um, just look that up. I'm I'm sure it's I'm sure it's easy to find. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Go check out that video. Next question. Uh, Okay, you know we're just this could be a little bit morbid. It doesn't have to be. If you, for some reason, lost the ability to play music or play guitar or whatever, maybe it, maybe you kick the bucket. Maybe you just can't play anymore. What would you like? What, what do you, what would, what do you want to happen to your gear? Like, what do you, what do you want to happen to your, your guitars and stuff?
2: Dang. That's not where I thought that question was going. Yeah. Dude. That's a much harder question.
1: Yeah. Cause we're going to uh, hold you to it. Yeah. I know. Oh, this is legally binding. By the way. <laughs> Dang. Okay.
2: all of my gear
1: i mean it doesn't all I, have to go i got the same cool time. gear
2: i know you I'm do. looking at it i'm looking at all my stuff likewise yeah i think we all have
1: pretty cool gear just looking at it all i'd say i mean do, do you have anyone that like you want to give a certain guitar to or like a you know one thing that we haven't actually discussed yet that's a, that's a total possibilities i mean you could donate it to like a a worthwhile cause of i don't know school rock or some shit like there, there are a lot of options you could have you could sell it you could just let that let that money go somewhere i mean i don't know there you got a lot of options well if selling it's an option i'm 1000 percent selling it yeah for for sure yeah.
2: But I feel like if I had to, I feel like if I had to give it away, I'd probably disperse it uh, out to people that I kind of like uh, grew up playing music with or currently play music with or people that have impacted my music journey. I feel like that's the the more humble thing to do. I think so. Yeah, it's a good answer. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll, I'll right. give one to my childhood guitar teacher i haven't seen him in 20 years but you know he's probably doing something that'll be a sweet gift yeah
1: um all right cool let's uh let's do another one uh if you could uh, this is sort of okay let's just let's we'll exclude zelda since we already talked about it earlier but if you could only play one video game franchise Hmm. for the rest of your life what would you choose
2: Hmm. excluding zelda
1: yeah, since I feel like that that would just yeah. be cuz honestly that would be my choice. We've already talked about it. Yeah. Let's just let's just get that one off the table. You're hitting the tough questions. That's what we do around yeah, here. This There's is no the
2: no beating around the bush. The kook bush. <laughs> um man, let's see. I really like uh, Castlevania. I think all those games are super fun. Sweet. Ooh. Good answer,
1: um, so I don't know. I I, mean, I, pro- or- I
2: probably okay. So if I pick the if I pick like Mario, do I get all of the games included under the Mario umbrella? I would. Well,
1: say so. I I mean I guess like that 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 is debatable uh, because you know Mario has like Mario Tennis and Mario Kart and yeah, Mario Party. You would never get Mario more. RPG. So I, I mean, uh, yeah. I guess I guess I don't know. I I feel like to me, if I was going to say the Mario franchise, that means things where Mario is like the sort of main or only character, and it's just widely accepted, like Super Mario Odyssey or Super Mario Brothers, or like I don't know. I don't. I, I but it, that's a good. It's a good loophole. It's one I hadn't honestly really considered. Yeah, I like that. I
2: think I'd go with that one because I mean I've played all the Super Mario games, and like after a certain amount of time has passed you can go back and replay those games
1: i mean we've probably oh, all played yeah.
2: super mario 3 like how many times
1: Shit, yeah multiple times and then once you figure out that the version on super, on, uh, super mario all-stars is even bat, more badass you never even go back and play the nintendo one anymore. no there's no need
2: i just bought a new super nintendo quarantine gift Whoa. for myself i feel pretty nice good dude. about it wait what do you mean like the classic yeah Are i they got do the I've... reissues no 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 the uh let's like just from like the OG Super Nintendo Wow No way really Yeah I found it on eBay I had all my games I just didn't have the system I don't know where it is so, Oh man you know,
1: that's awesome
2: What's sick Oof. is the What is it the, the Super Nintendo cartridge That lets you play Game Boy games In the Super Nintendo I can't remember what it's Super called Super Game oh, Boy bro yeah, yeah forgot about that That thing's sick Oh yeah Like well, brings well, whole new I, life I, To your Game Boy games yeah
1: yep. and then there's some of the games that actually get like a little extra border around the outside yeah I've got to say this this episode is the most video game centric we've had yet and I am so happy about that <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm sorry to anybody who doesn't give a fuck about video games like we do but you know you're just gonna have to live with it alright awesome great answer um, next question do you do an impression or an accent
2: <sighs> oh I def- I can make a lot of weird sounds, but I don't know if any of them w- would be considered uh, an impression or an accent. Are you talking like Michael Winslow style? I mean, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if my sounds can be like are accurate towards anything. Yeah, but it's just like more just like yelling.
1: All right, give <laughs> give us give us an example. Yeah. Was that a what was that? A sneeze? I don't know. It was just the first sound that came out of my body. Oh wow! Was that from your mouth or somewhere else? That was from my mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fair. We had this. Can you do? I mean, you're like an you're like a East Coaster. Can you do like a sick like, uh, fucking, Boston or something like that?
2: Dude, I, I have
1: such a bad
2: Boston accent. It'd be so terrible because I I lived fair in enough. Houston for ten years before I moved to Boston. So oh, my, oh wow okay my Southern got canceled out yeah. by that gross dirty Boston <laughs>
1: <laughs> and special shout out to all of our Massachusetts listeners yeah hey <laughs> I love Boston You're assholes uh,
2: you know I don't know
1: all right sick uh last question here and this comes from previous guest Sophia Nadia of Cold Beaches and she would like to know if you know of course Rona aside if you could travel anywhere in the world where would you go and why
2: Hmm. I would go to Argentina to visit
1: my brother. Whoa. Cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess last question then, uh, what would you like us to ask our next guest? And you don't get to know who that is because what if it changes?
2: Hmm. Okay. Um, give yourself five compliments.
0: Wow, that's such a good one! This guy's bringing the heat today, Henry.
1: I know, dude. It's not really a question, but more of a demand.
0: No, that's actually really cool. I love it. That's a great one. That's
1: great. Yeah, oh, oh, it's happening for sure. I might, I might actually make you do it too, Dave. So start preparing now. (laughs) I'm not the most uh, (laughs) self-congratulatory man. I'm
0: good enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh darn it, doggone it, doggone it. People like like me. Yeah.
1: Well, that was. A wonderful, wonderful edition of a couple two-true randos. And I just want to keep learning about Jason here because, you know, we're, we're getting somewhere here. So you mentioned uh, Houston before the East Coast. Like, take us back, man. Where'd you grow up? Uh, um, where were you so, born and all that good stuff? So I was born on the East Coast in Worcester.
2: And then I moved to Houston when I was like two or three. Then I moved back to the East Coast when I was 10. And then I moved to Chicago when I was
1: 19. And now I'm here, and now you're here. Head, well, you've been a couple other places in between. Yeah. When did you? Uh, when did you? When did you start doing the guitar thing? When did you start playing music? I think I started playing when I was thirteen.
2: I wanted to play drums, but my parents said it was too loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I originally, the first instrument I ever played was the trumpet. Uh, yeah, and I, I, but I wanted to join the joined the band to play drums because I wanted to play drums, but that wasn't happening. So it's like, no, you can't play drums. You're going to play the trumpet. And I said, <laughs> fair comparison. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, and then, so I was playing trumpet and then I got braces and braces with the trumpet sucks.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, it sounds horrible. Yeah. So then, uh, after that, I think my dad was the one who was like, well, let's, let's give guitar a try and got this, acoustic guitar like rented one back when people rented Mm -hmm. instruments i don't know if that's is that still a thing
0: i don't know but i remember that yeah yeah yeah.
2: uh we rented an acoustic and um yeah i think i just started playing a whole bunch
1: i broke that guitar i stepped right on the headstock (laughs) 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 you bought it those yeah. big, what do you got? Like size thirteen clodhoppers hoppers or some shit. Yeah, I don't.
2: I don't know. I, I don't know what happened to the guitar after that. I pretended I didn't know what was happening. So
1: I guess this is me finally admitting that yes, I broke that guitar. It was you you did that. So someone's gonna be knocking on your door. Yeah. Do was there? I mean, obviously, you know, wasn't necessarily the first choice. And I think it's 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 entertaining to me because I also um, sort of wanted to do drums first, and and I feel like that's probably the most common answer we've gotten on the show, which is. Kind of mm-hmm. amazing, yep. um, but I'm curious. Was there was there like an early guitar? Was there some sort of music or b- guitarist or some shit that you really f- kind of wanted to emulate?
2: Oh, Jimmy Page, hundred and ten percent. That's like all I wanted to do. Just play Led Zeppelin, and that was it. I mean, I really there were other bands I really liked. Like I was really into the Who and uh, Van Halen and all this other stuff. But I just thought Jimmy Page was the man.
1: Well, you were right about that and you yep. still are because Jamie yep. Page fucking rules and I think he's the reason that Dave and I also play. Absolutely. Um, what uh, What was the sort of transition into playing with other people? Did you <clears throat> start playing in bands right away? Like, uh, did you do the high school band, garage band shit?
2: Um, Kind of. There weren't a lot of people that played music in at my high school. There were a few but at the time a lot of them were really into uh like more modern rock and into like kind of the whole butt rock, not butt rock, but into like the, the whole hot topic scene. Like, ah, sure. Yeah. Like you're taking back Sunday and all that, that good stuff. And I wasn't really into that. I mean, and like, I, I definitely grew to appreciate the good stuff that came from that era, but I was more into like the classic rock and right. you know, no one, no one wants to, no scene kid wants to go jam out on <laughs> Let's go play
1: whipping post for 45 minutes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I eventually like broadened my horizon and started getting like some metal stuff. And then I had a, I had a very metal band my senior year in high school. We were called why did I order a salad? okay yes it's just it's uh we just wanted to be the new job for a cowboy even though job for a cowboy had just come out that's what we wanted to sound like
1: i was gonna ask if it was like a a weekend nachos tribute act no it was straight up just breakdowns oh yes fuck yeah so, I mean, you're like, for those who have never seen you play or whatever, or are not as familiar with, with your style, you, you know, from my perspective, you're a pretty sort of like what I would call a schooled guitarist, the, like the, the parts that you write and the fact that you sort of like, you know, score it out and everything, having checked out some of your songs myself, like, would, did you, did you, did you, and you also teach guitar. Like, did you, did you go to music school? Like, how did that, how did that sort of world happen? So when I first
2: started playing, it was just I just wanted to play like cool riffs, like Zeppelin and and stuff like that. And then I started listening. I found out about Paul Gilbert, and I was like, "Dang, okay, I gotta Uh, just sit down and practice." Like I'm not, I'm not, I can be so much better than this. So then that's when I like really started sitting down and getting serious about it. And then I ended up going to uh, Columbia in Chicago for music but um for the most part it was i did learn a lot at columbia but a lot of it was just kind of learning songs watching videos did a lot of of uh downloading on uh kazaa back in the day yeah -hmm. oh yeah for for those those like old reh uh like hot licks videos and stuff like that went through a lot of those um but, yeah, I think school is where a lot of the theory came in. But a lot of the, like, technique stuff, that was all illegally downloaded.
1: Mm-hmm. You've got to pump it right in the veins somehow. Yeah. Uh, so, I I mean, at, like, when did the, the touring and sort of hired gun and, and the world that you find yourself in now, like, how did that evolution sort of take place?
2: So it was off and on throughout college. So I would take semesters off here and there just because it was, like, okay, well, I'm in this band, we're starting to play more. People want us to tour, so I'm just not gonna go to school. I'm gonna do this instead. Mm -hmm. So I started doing that, and then I would do that for a little, then I went back to school, then I would do that some more, and then once I finished college, then I kind of just was like, all right, let's just put all of my efforts into uh, playing in a band, and then I just started just trying to push my like whatever project I was in at the time as hard as possible. And then just by meeting the right people being the right place at the right time, or just like connecting with the right person, it kind of just is a big snowball effect. Like the best advice I can give anyone is just don't be an asshole and you'll probably do. All right.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. That those are truly words to live by practice and don't be an asshole. Yeah, simple as it sounds. That's really a huge factor. Uh, so I mean you obviously you're doing some some sort of big-name stuff right now playing in census fail how did that how did that sort of because I know you're out in LA was that when you're living out there? Like how did that come come to fruition?
2: So one of my old bands I was in uh, in Chicago we started getting some traction and uh, Buddy the singer in census fail had a label at the time and he signed us to his label and then he ended up uh, kind of managing us, so that band, the band I was in, disbanded. But I always kind of like stayed in touch. And then when Census Fail needed a new guitar player, he just reached out and asked if I wanted to audition. And that was it, man. Fuck but yeah! yeah Did I you think,
1: already sort of like know the tunes and stuff? Did you have to do a lot of woodshedding to to get the parts?
2: Um, I mean, I was familiar with with. Uh, with the songs i like a lot of my friends really like senses fail growing up i i didn't really get into that whole scene because i was dude i was ripping zeppelin riffs
1: all yeah, day i was thinking about had, that when you were talking about that yeah i was like well wow, i didn't that, have would have been one of those bands that you would have that like your friends would have been into mm-hmm. yeah
2: i didn't have time for that i was too busy just like learning highway star or something like that but uh
0: <laughs> Fuck yeah.
2: um But I always, I always, I knew of them and I'd seen them before, like well before I was in the band. Mm -hmm. I, um, but, uh, so I was familiar and I, like, I knew the bigger songs, but when, like, whenever I have to learn songs for something, I get super like tedious and, and like overthink everything and I'll, like, I'll try to play the songs as perfect as I possibly can. So I'm like Mm -hmm. watching YouTube videos at half speed, trying to look at where their fingers are and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so you're trying to sort of approach the,
1: the, the material from a very sort of exacting perspective. Like you're, you're not as interested in maybe sort of, uh, imposing your own style or anything on the parts. Like it's more about just perfectly nailing what's present on the record.
2: Well, when I was auditioning, that was my mindset. i was like all right i'm just gonna play them exactly to a t and i mean when i went into there like all right well we don't really play the songs like they are on the record so (laughs) we're just gonna go for it i was like oh okay cool whatever cool
1: yeah um this one's an a but
2: but i mean now at this point like we've been i think we've been playing like this group and senses has been together for like five years now so we all like gel pretty pretty good together and know like how to play with each other so once you kind of once we establish that everyone can kind of put their own little flair into each song
1: yeah uh so i mean i think i know you mostly as a an ernie ball music man um guitar player was that is that something that you sort of came to through that band? Was that something you brought to census fail? Like, do you, do you approach your gear for that project differently than you do for your own project? Like, tell, tell me a little bit about your sort of evolution there. So
2: when I, like before
1: I joined census
2: fail, the only guitars I had were like hot pink, slime green, just like, I I, I don't think I had a, a, a guitar without a Floyd Rose on it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <'cause>, <laughs> nice. like, I, it was just like if I can't dive bomb on it what's the point mm-hmm. yep so uh now in my now that I've I've grown up a little bit I still firmly believe in that but I can really appreciate tuning stability a lot more right now
1: mm, yes that
2: yeah um but Re- I, restringing
1: uh, <laughs> e- ease of use
2: yeah But so I I was playing, uh, like, the two guitars I think I brought on tour for the very first tour was this Hot Pink Ibanez RG and uh, Slime Green, I think it was a Charvel. It's either the SoCal or the San Dimas. Oh, Um, yeah,
0: man.
2: But I was playing those. But then as I kind of, like, was touring a lot more, I realized what I needed out of a guitar. And so then I started to kind of like be like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna buy some like, I'm gonna get some guitars that are awesome that'll just fit this touring lifestyle and fit this project perfectly that I can also use for everything else. I kind of like, I didn't, I didn't really know what I wanted out of a guitar until I started touring a lot more, which is kind of weird.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Makes sense. But just, it's Sort of a uh, form following function.
2: Yeah, like I know what I, I always knew what guitars I liked and, and stuff like that, but I never like getting down to like what each little minor detail is and how it plays a part in the overall build and the feel and the tone and all that stuff. I never really dove into that too much because before I just wanted to do dive bombs and play a million notes. Yeah, but now those it's like, guitars, okay, those.
0: those- Those guitars, sorry to interrupt you, those guitars probably worked pretty well for when you, for when you joined those bands to do the touring and stuff, right? I mean, you see, you know, kind of those metal style guitars with a lot of the, you know, the post-punk type bands, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, and they, and they did, they did work well, but the, the biggest thing was, uh, that I have found is just having stability from city to city. Sure. Um, just because I just don't when I have to deal with adjusting a truss rod every single day, <laughs> right? Like, that's miserable, but like, but just by, and then I also have had the chance to like try out more gear as I've, as I've gotten more invested in it. Um, just knowing what, what I like and what I don't like and what I'm looking for. It's been really easy to pare down and find exactly what will fit what I'm trying to do.
1: Yeah. What, um, what, are, what exactly are the models that you're playing?
2: So the two Ernie ball guitars I have are just Ernie ball cutlass. Just the stock guitars that they, they have, I swapped out the pickups on it cause that they model their, uh, pickups after like vintage 60 strats, mm-hmm. um, which work well if you're playing music that requires a sixties era strat. But, um, so I swapped those out for uh, bare knuckle pickups, which are awesome. Um, and then I also have a Nash that I really like a lot that I put an Evertune in,
1: which is very cool. Ooh, very cool. For those who don't know about the Evertune, it's this fancy, pantsy bridge contraption that uses springs and levers and shit that basically makes it so you're, you are never out of tune if you don't want to be. And it Whoa. is bonkers to play one.
2: Whoa. Yeah, it's it's... I think in recent years, it's one of the one of the more forward thinking pieces of, of gear technology that's kind of like I could I could see it as kind of being crucial, like I'm, you don't need it, but I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Cause it's well, awesome. If you're
1: stacking up four guitars on each side with a ton of gain, anytime there's a tiny little bit of vibrato or pitch wonkiness, it's going to throw everything off and you're going to lose all that super tight attack, especially in metal and shit. So for like, for that kind of thing, I, I agree. I feel like it's almost indispensable if you're, if you're doing that, that type of super precise riffing and stop on a dime sort of deal. Evertune is just kind of like, that's the thing now.
2: Yeah. I mean, you like, you can't dive bomb on it,
1: right? So but. that automatically disqualifies you. What? Yeah. But. <laughs> but it's awesome, and I love it, dude. Fuck yeah! What um, what are what kind of what kind of amps are you usually plugging into? Um, so when I'm on the road with
2: senses, I'm using I think it's a sixty-five hundred five plus.
1: Ah, yes, the, uh, the PV uh, post fifty-one fifty amps.
2: Yeah, but I just uh i recently got one of the 50 watt uh evh heads the uh six yes. version which uh, is uh, White awesome Wolf. yes yeah Sweet. which just rocks
1: those amps fucking rip and do everything honestly i mean yeah. even like yeah they they're as much gain as you probably could ever need no matter what but also like really good cleans like yeah it's, it's kind of crazy
2: yeah, and for just like and I I like I prefer 50 watts over 100 just cuz I feel like I can push the amp a little harder. Um but yeah, I I don't use anything like I'll use some delays and some other various effects, but for this type of music I can just plug straight into the amp and that's it.
1: Well, now I mean of course you're going to have to get a Korg screamer in there somewhere like obviously, you know, on, man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I mean what's
1: like you can never have enough tone. It's more, just more tone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, w- so one thing I wanted to ask you about, and I know you and I have had in-depth discussions on this in the past, but I'm still just sort of curious to get your take. I know that for a while you were kind of a Kemper guy, and then you maybe went back to the, the fractal axe effects for a while, and then now it seems like uh, you're back on the Kemper train. What's, what's going on there? Um,
2: so I originally had the Kemper. And I loved it. It was awesome. But I do when I'm not on uh, on the road. I like rarely plug into an amp and a cab. I'm usually just in front of my computer playing out of my speakers through my interface. So using and at the time the camper didn't have their the editing software to edit the amps and the effects on your computer.
1: Oh God, Rig Manager was absolutely disgusting. Like that was the worst software. Uh, It's way better now, and go download it if you don't have it already, but that old version was trash and basically unusable. Yeah, so
2: then because I was just going from like the Kemper, the unit, and then I would go back to my computer, then back to the unit, then back to my computer. I was like, okay, like I, I loved it. I think I got awesome sounds out of it, but then I got an opportunity to get uh, an Axe effects at a really good price. So I was like, well, I'm just gonna buy it and sell the Kemper. Let's just see what this is all about. And then I got that, and that was also awesome. And the, their Axe Edit software is, is great. It was super easy. I could just do everything mm-hmm. right there on my computer. Um, but then I ended up missing the actual thing that I thought I didn't want, which is like just the turning of the knobs and the stuff that kind of makes it feel a little bit more human,
1: a little more Ampy.
2: Yeah. And I feel like when I'm just like, if I just have this box that's sitting there and I'm just Mm -hmm. turning knobs on my computer, it doesn't feel as real, which Mm -hmm. is, is, I feel like I, the Kemper forces me to use my ears a little bit more, Huh. That's um, interesting. Okay. That's a good way to put it. And, and, uh, and just, uh, and th- they're both awesome products. But I went back to the Kemper, and I am very satisfied where I landed now. I didn't, I didn't have the powered one before, but now I have the powered one. So I have my whole rig and just this little three-unit rack bag, so I can just carry it with me, and it's super easy.
1: I know. I still, I still need to get your uh, your old power amp that we've talked oh, about a thousand I'm times. Looking at it right now, just sitting wow, here man. waiting for you. Oh baby. Uh, so are you doing? I mean, obviously, like a lot of people are seeking out lessons and that kind of shit right now. Are you? Are you? Are you doing any teaching right now?
2: Yeah. So I'll do I'll do teaching here and there just on on Skype. I don't teach nearly as much as I used to, um, but I actually enjoy teaching on skype because a lot of the times the kids that want the kids that i'm teaching want to be there and they want to learn and they're stoked to be there yeah totally which yeah. it makes things so much nicer it's like there's well yeah nothing, i mean it's nothing, all about yeah.
1: that motivation there's like there's nothing worse and and i and i've taught never to the extent that you do but certainly like giving someone giving someone a, a, a an assignment and then just like knowing clearly the next time that you see them that they did not fucking play probably even once
2: yeah yeah it's like all right well i guess we can just sit here until your lesson's over you want to talk about minecraft or something <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like trying to kill time to because the kid's mom just like made him take music lessons
0: right mm-hmm. right
2: but yeah um, no i still I, mean, I
1: still teach uh hell yeah quite a bit that's, that's, a, that's a wonderful gift you give to the world with, with those shreds that you have. Uh, we haven't really talked too much about your project, the View the Life. Um, tell us a little bit about that, like kind of when that got started and, and, and walk us through sort of the, the evolution of that group. So the old,
2: the old my old band that was uh, talked about or mentioned before that was managed by uh, Buddy once that group disbanded. I wasn't ready to like stop writing music so yeah. I was like all right I'm just gonna keep keep going so the drummer and I we just kept kind of just kept writing music we used some songs that we didn't get to from the previous project and uh, yeah we just like we have just been kind of putting out music at a very slow pace but uh, we're you know it's just it's 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 nice to just have an outlet, um, for my create where I can put my creativity, just have it, just have it go someplace.
1: Yeah. And it seems like from, I mean, everything that I've heard, uh, both, you know, stuff that's officially released and, and stuff that you've just sort of shared with me, the, the thing that I really appreciate about it is that it's, it's clearly it's clearly it's not it's not the sort of project where you have a specific aim where it's like it needs to sound like this and all the songs need to sound like this there's there's a lot of sort of evolution and, and change and, and almost sort of like, um feeding whatever your your kind of instincts are at the time so like some of it's maybe a little bit more closer to like the kind of punk side of things and then some of the songs are just this like power metal outer space operatic shit um so i i don't know i i love that about it and and especially as a guitar player there are just some fucking gnarly riffs going on in those tunes man thanks man um, like, you know, I, I fancy myself a pretty decent guitar player, and you've sent me the beautiful tab- tablature you have for some of these songs, and I just, like, can't play some of them. I'm like, what the fuck, <laughs> man? Like, why is this Why is it so hard? It sounds easy, but it's hard. Dude, I, it's
2: – I don't know wh- how I, I started writing music like this, but also when I send the songs for people to, like, learn or check out, I usually tell them to learn the harmony parts. Which is just what I'm playing, but just in a weird different mode, so <laughs> right. it's even oh, harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like, oh no, this part that's already kinda hard right now in like the normal position. All right, now play it a third higher. Yeah, you're gonna have to transcribe cool. that for us. And he but that's the thing, he does. Like I have I have these oh, transcriptions it's all there for the these tab. songs, and yeah. I still am just kinda like I can't I can't I'm sorry, my fingers won't do it. <laughs> Uh, but are you sorry are you are you actively working on new stuff for that now like is there anything that you're yeah. releasing what's the deal with that this is so
2: like as much as quarantine sucks it's been great for the creative process i've had like this is the most amount of time i've spent writing music in a very long time which is i like i have to appreciate even though it sucks that i've like I don't know when I'm gonna play a live show again. Mm-hmm. Being able to have time to like sit down and really get all these ideas out has been awesome. So I think like we've got probably eight or nine songs good to go. We, it, I mean, we just haven't had a chance to get into a practice space and practice together. So we've just been doing like I'll write a bunch of songs and I'll send them to the other guys. Yeah. Get their input and trying to do everything, trying to do everything via like email is not that easy.
1: Nope. Mm-mm.
2: Um, But uh, ideas have been, have been flowing, which is, which is nice just because I think of the amount of time I can just be like, all right, I can just sit down in front of my computer, open up logic and just start throwing ideas at it until I find something that sounds cool and just roll with it.
0: Yeah. It's like an infinite amount of time to kind of, you know, figure it out.
1: Yeah. Between yeah, that, I, either and, that. Yeah or you just uh or you just do your best uh a goofy movie covers. Dude, that's going to be sick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I got tell, the whole is thing.
1: It, am I am I letting the cat out of the bag here or is, uh, No, I, I already me, uh... like
2: posted about it, but I I, did, I was going I want to try and do a bunch of Disney covers. I've been listening to only Disney music lately. Um but I got the whole thing arranged. I just got I just got to record the vocals for it. Oh, wow. oh, my God. But the world it's going to be, gonna be later. Later. It's going to be great. <laughs> That's tough music oh, to learn, God. isn't it? Disney scores? There, I mean, the I I really dig that music because I think the, the melodic aspect behind mm. it is all super interesting. Yeah. Um, and they also, like, a lot of the Disney songs, they put some, like, gnarly chords in there. And they're, like, it's really cool. Um, nice. But the this song from Goofy movie is just like a Michael Jackson song, so it's nothing nothing too crazy, except the dude who sings it is uh,
1: he's got a pretty good voice. Well, I can't wait to hear your pretty good good voice singing it or screaming oh. it. I'm not sure what the approach. You know, is we'll be see. Yet. I'm just gonna lock myself in a room and see what happens. And uh, hopefully, uh, your friends and family that you're around don't uh, don't think you're dying down there. <laughs> There's only one way to find out. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, I I feel like I feel like this is the the perfect place for us to end. Jason, man, that was that was fucking awesome. Thank, Thank you so you much. So man. much. Yeah, for thanks for having us. me. Where uh where can we direct our our friends to go and uh check out you and your music and all that kind of stuff on the old web. Um I usually use Instagram the most. I
2: mean just Jason Milbank. That's it. Anything that I'm doing I usually I you can usually get directed from there don't need to we'll tag you in. don't need to overload you with a bunch of different links and stuff
1: no just I, google I mean, instagram's kind of where it's all just just google it, it on simple. tiktok and then you'll find your snapchat and uh it'll be on quora later
2: yeah it's <laughs> fine oh and my only fans don't forget that
1: oh, oh yeah. yeah i'm i'm a premium subscriber gotta make oh, that okay. real money yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, wow guys friends countrymen that was amazing thank you so much for joining us be safe you know try to try to try to get some sun when you can and do it in a safe way and uh i just want to say i love you guys
0: love you too buddy talk to you soon
1: love lots of love